it's a star show. Yeah, because you just signed that guy. You didn't nurture him. You didn't nurture her. Like, you didn't nurture them. Like, you didn't nurture. No, you see, this signed. Is, this is because you're a prideful individual, and I have no pride, <laughs> and I have no shame. Hey, Roaches. I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week for the show, I take a guest secondhand shopping. After we gather a thrift haul, we record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Thrifty Podcast, Secondhand Shopping for Worm People. I'm your host, Toddy. All in one breath, and all in another breath, to my left, Max the Dog, and also the greatest co-host in the world, the only Thrifty Hall of Famer, Josh Last Call Larkin. Hi. I don't want to call you out, but I watched you take multiple breaths, but it is good to be here. Well, you know me, I have to breathe, and sometimes loudly, and a lot. <laughs> I'm a breath holder. I hold my breath, and I never realized it until my therapist told me one time after a very long story. And she's like, do you know you hold your breath? And I was like, I do now. Did Was there a noticeable difference between, like... No, I still do it, but I'm aware oh. that I do it now. Oh, so that's like what your mantra that you kind of tell to yourself now. Like, yeah, sometimes I'll just notice that breathe. I haven't been breathing for like 20 <laughs> seconds, and I'll go, <gasps> okay, now I'm back. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that seems helpful, right? I mean, it's the definition of helpful for your health, because you have to live, I guess. I think I intake more now that I'm aware of it, so I think it's helping me, like, you know, if my insides were plants, mm -hmm. they're growing now, like a normal human ought to. Well... And the opposite effect, if you breathe too much, you also die. So if you don't breathe enough, you die. And also if you breathe too much, you die. I like, But if you breathe too much, there's a stage before where you'll just pass out. Ah, uh, yes. maybe not die. I used to do that all the time. And now in my adult age, my body has counteracted by not breathing. Did you choke on a jelly bean as well? No, I didn't <laughs> spend that much time in church as a child. We didn't have a lot of candy until afterwards. Fair enough. Well, hi, everybody. Thank you for downloading the show. If this is your first episode you've ever listened to, it's pretty cool because uh, we're low-key celebrating Joshmas um, for uh, his birthday. But when I say low-key, I mean all the stuff we get on the show is secondhand. And I have a secondhand gift for him. And also somebody else has a secondhand gift for him that I should have given him on his actual day of birth, and I forgot it. So, I mean, but 
happy accident, and now we get a Josh Miss heavy first act. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, everything we have here is secondhand. Some of it, you and I, when we went thrifting together, we found. But I think I wanted to start off this show with the first find. You found it first, and I was like, that's really cool. And then later on, I was actually the one to purchase it. Does that change anything? No, I mean, because I, on a regular day, will Mm -hmm. send you two or three things that I find that I think are interesting. Like on the internet. Yeah, Yeah. that I'm like, hey, look, I might buy this, or like, hey, check this out, or like, wouldn't this be cool? Mm -hmm. Because I spend a lot of time at work ignoring people and browsing my phone, and so I see things, and I want to share them with people I care about rather than work people. And so have that discussion right there on the boys, like, in the open. Yeah, put it into either the chat or – I forget what the other one is. I think the other <laughs> one is just the boys. <laughs> one of, one of the, the group chats that you're in. Well, okay, well, that's, that's sort of where I, I kind of got one of these ideas. So this was a secondhand gift, and I'll explain it after you open it up. Um, so it, it came in the mail in a, an envelope, so you could kind of describe what's going on. Yeah, this is see. one of the uh, like uh, the clasp ones, like mm-hmm. the old-fashioned like I trafficking have been, I, money. And, and right now, what you and I, what you and I will be seeing is that we I've never seen this before in person. So we're both going to see what this is in person right now for the first time. But you're certain it's my present and not something else that is... No, no, I'm certain, 100% certain, that it's because the person who it's from is on the envelope, so I I had to black it out so you wouldn't see who it was. Okay. Let's see if this secondhand find hits. All right, just feeling in the bag without looking, it feels like a popcorn shirt. Okay, okay, Uh, okay. Like scrunchy material. Let's see. Oh, what? I know <laughs> what this is. I almost <laughs> said it feels like fishnet stockings. And now I know, oh, man, this is incredibly, incredibly dope. Uh-huh. Uh, so I don't know if people are familiar with this. Uh, b- Effie. Uh, yes, a professional wrestler. I should say a queer professional wrestler. He's an ironclad fishnet brawler. He's from Tallahassee, Florida, as you see on the package. But Effie wears a studded, spiked leather coat, traditional wrestling trunks. But under his wrestling trunks, he wears fishnets. The very fishnets you have in your hand. So those are in-ring worn. He put them up for sale, and I bought them for you straight up. Yeah, his tights say daddy in normally like glitter and then his fishnets mm-hmm. and then his boots. And then uh, he has the leather jacket. The leather spike pink jacket. Mm-hmm. These smell effieish. I don't know if you want to. Oh, I, I are, haven't smelled these. If these okay. are spritzed. I took a whiff. Okay, okay. Shout out to Effie. I'm going to sniff your panties. Uh, yeah. And so, um, so you had posted that Effie was selling his uh gear at second hand so like his ring worn his fishnets. ring worn fishnets effie's 
ring-worn fishnets, and you had posted a link to it. I saw it, and oh. considering it's gonna, it's one out of one. These are the only ones there are for sale. I purchased it immediately, immediately, like directly then, and I was like, I will wait for Joshmas to give <laughs> Effie's fishnets to josh i'm gonna put them on my head at some point in time yeah um and i'm gonna tag effie and instagram i'll put it up on the thrifty page yeah um but effie also included a signed card as oh, well no way. okay um which is incredibly cool uh okay so that's very fun now i've got a shadow box mm-hmm. effie's fishnets and his card and I'm starting and that came right directly from his house. <laughs> this, I wish I had opened it a little cleaner uh-huh. than the uh, Gorilla Savage method that I stormed into there. But but I uh, I put together a couple of uh, – because I wanted to – if I would have warned you about the segment, it would have blown it. And, like, I know you, like, know a ton about Effie as a performer – but I was going to – I, like, found some, like, if people haven't seen him wrestle before, like, here are some good matches of his. And I wanted to be like, Josh, what are some good Effie matches? Um, I'm not going to tell you why, but I knew that yeah. couldn't have worked. No, and, yeah, Effie, uh, for those not in the know, is in one of my favorite indie wrestling tag teams, which is Gaytanic Panic, mm-hmm. uh, which is Effie and my boy Danhausen. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, everything. Who Effie we're going to see, Danhausen. We're going to see him soon. Yeah. Maybe yep. I will take Effie's panties and show them to Danhausen. And some matches to check out from Effie, at least from my mind, because I didn't I didn't think about asking you because that would have blown it. But some cool matches to check out. Effie versus Orange Cassidy, which was from GCW Lights Out uh, 2019. Um I don't remember the date, but Effie versus Nick Gage for Effie the championship. Effie versus Nick Gage was very good. I don't remember the date of that, so I had that one written down, and I couldn't find that. And then uh, uh, Effie versus Joey Ryan from Bring Your Mom 2 Tour from 2018. And I remember seeing this match, but I only looked it up today and didn't know that the show was called that, and it was. <laughs> I don't know that I've seen that match. It was for the Fest Championship. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And, I mean, yeah, go out there, look up Effie if you enjoy professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. I know some people I'm going to show this to, and they're going to pop huge for it. Well, that's why I was like, what I'm getting you is absolutely yours. It's going to be secondhand of some kind. But I was like, I want to see where I am with it. Like, I wanted to put it on, basically. I was going to say, you want to wear them? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to put it on. So that's why I was like, I don't know how to, like... <laughs> I already got the sniff in. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, they've got a couple snags in them, but don't snag them more. Mm-hmm. I need them the exact ring quality so I can go back and find them through the, <laughs> the catalog. Oh, yeah, through the back catalog of Effie to see which exact ones those were. Um, So that was the first... uh. I a Josh Miss gift for you. Um, the second one, th- it has a, a very quick, very dumb story, but you could exactly know because it's it's I do exactly the stupid things like 25-8. Everything related to my life is a very quick, very dumb story. So I um, so you got a friend of the show of the Thrifty Crew. You got DJ Lil a gift. 
for her birthday and then she got you a gift for your birthday and she gave it to me because she thought that I would see you sooner which would be accurate that's fair to do I mean and you did see me yeah and I did well when I got home from her giving me that gift the next day I had forgotten that happened so I was like what is it why is there like gifts here so I opened it I opened it I thoroughly (laughs) opened everything that she wrapped and then I was like oh my gosh this is for Josh that's That's what this was this is so then I was panicked I didn't know what to do and so we eventually saw you both on your actual birthday and nobody mentioned any other second gift and I was like, oh, my gosh, they no. don't know. You guys are too good of friends because we, somebody had to know I botched that. And Lil came over and gave me a cookie, and I was like, this is amazing. And it mm-hmm. was a great gift. It was an amazing cookie. She gave Maxwell a little cookie as well. Yeah. And we sat down with some chubby boys and ate our cookies. <laughs> I had no idea a second gift yes. was coming. So, so this is uh, amazing. So I know what this is because I opened it. So what I have done, what I had to do is I had two gifts of yours that weren't opened, and I didn't have any Christmas anything left. So I put it in a um, – I got brand-new sheets, and that uh, that thing that you put the sheets in, the bag that the sheets come in, I put your gifts in the bag the sheets came in. Okay, that's acceptable. <laughs> got it. <laughs> I thought it was another – because uh, Lil had previously made me the little um, – the bag storage holder. bag, yeah, yeah, storage bag, and that's holder. what I initially thought this was when I saw you carry it in. Yeah, as I was like, oh, it's another one of those. No, but so the one gift is second hand, and it's actually very, very cool. But that's how we got to the bag, the sheet bag thing. That's why I needed to say all that. Oh, here's the coffee. I can smell this coffee. So the coffee is first hand, so it's not second hand. Yeah, and I did <laughs> know about the coffee. Which is weird because I had totally forgotten about the coffee because Lil and I actually talked about the coffee. Yeah. And she's like, I, I hate to spoil your gift, but coffee. Um, because we had talked about my preferences because I'm a snob. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the secondhand gift. This, this is was a thrift find. A beautiful little sheet mug. And it's from the 60s, brother. It's. To Diane from Miss, mm, I can't tell the last bit. McNown. Yeah, there's writing. Oh, that's a K. McNown, Miss McNown, August 1962. Oh, it's from 62. I thought it was from even later than that. So early 60s, and that's what the lettering on the bottom of the mug said. Look at the way that that lady writes the K in McNown. To Diane from Miss. Whoa, whoa. It's just a, a a two. It makes you stop. Is She just writes it as a two. I yeah. was reading it, and it just made me stop. So it's M-A-C-2 noun. That's crucial. Uh, we actually just talked about That's, uh-uh. uh, my necessary compulsion to have as many coffee mugs as possible oh, throughout boy. the day as well. Oh, boy. Uh, because we're recording in, in my house, yeah, and my, my brother happened – to spot my numerous coffee mugs that I had accumulated through the day. I used two coffee mugs today. Sometimes I use three. That's an older coffee mug. Don't <laughs> look at it. That's not from today. I've that only just seen a co- to still be there. I've seen 
I could technically say that in my sight, I see five of your glasses, like five things you're drinking out of around you. Okay. Five different cups, right? As I'm sitting here. This is whiskey. This is water. This is the mug you just fucking gave me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not fair. Cut that one. Yeah, yeah. Cut that one. Yeah. Four things. Yeah, and this is my daughter's water cup and my coffee mug from the other day. Okay, fair. See, I almost trapped you, but I didn't. No, and see, this coffee mug I hate because it's not dishwasher safe and you mm-hmm. can't even microwave Mr. Rogers. He's just a decorative thing. But little sheep baby over here. It's a it's like a pale pink mug with a, a sheep baby on the front and uh, from 1962. In memoriam to Diane because Diane is 100% dead now. Rip to Diane. If you're old enough to drink coffee in 1962 and your mug then ends up at the thrift store, you have passed away. Right now, I wanted to jump into uh, the next find, which in itself was also a present, but this time it was a present from you to me. So the first three things on the show this week are present-based. <laughs> yeah, bang, bang, bang. And this wasn't uh, like a Todd Miss thing. No. Although it's just your birthday. I mean, it's yeah, Christmas sure. Eve, but sure. it's not mm-hmm. uh, your birthday. Uh, but, yeah, this was just something that I happened to come across as a very good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't think I would win it, but I took a flyer on it and happened to On eBay.com, the website. eBay.com, the website. Cool. Um, also, here they have an app. Um Ooh, the app website. They have an app. application-based uh, website. For telephones that are <laughs> cellular um, that you can carry around. But, yeah, this was uh, my shit. And so yeah. I push it on as many people as possible, and you own a VCR. Yeah, so what we're looking at is FMW Torn to Shreds uh, Gladiators of the New Frontier. What it has on it, it says, Hell was no fury. Like the bad girls of FMW, don't turn your back because it's ladies night in the ring and they're out for blood. (laughs) Full of spit and venom, see yourself why wrestling is not just a man sport. It sounds really sexist and pervy without context yeah. to what FMW is as a whole. Yeah. Which was weird Japanese deathmatch wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Frontier martial out. arts. Uh and it really like set the bar for women's wrestling in the nineties. Uh not what the WWF did. Um uh Combat Toyota, who was a a, a big name uh back then. And there was uh, that big stable with uh, Combat Toyota, uh, Bad Nurse Nakamura, which I remember her when, I can't remember the name she used, but when she wrestled as a babyface wrestler, like later on down the line. That was my first look at Bad Bad Nurse Nakamura, like ever. I've never heard of her before, like that piece of that. And so I was like, that's pretty cool. Bad Nurse Nakamura was my first inclination that evil turned me on Ooh. because we I used to get these tapes from a video store in my town that would have like wrestling all these weird wrestling tapes and UFC. They were like right next to a grocery store and a pizza shop and a little plaza. And in the back right corner, they had all these weird Japanese tapes. And mm-hmm. my parents would just let me get whatever because it occupied me. 
mm-hmm. and I would just be like, nurse, Naka, bad nurse Nakamura. She was just nurse. There was nothing bad about her to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, ha- I hadn't seen her before, but I've seen the, the Megumi Kudus. I've seen the Combat Toyotas. Um, I've seen a lot of those women, and, and a lot of those women actually would have matches in other promotions, too, like one-offs here and there. Yeah, it was, like, pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the the ladies of FMW had, like, one or two offs in WWF or in WCW. That was one or All Japan. All Japan Wrestling, like, had them in as well back yeah, then. Yeah, they, they migrated around, and that was the neat thing about FMW is they loaned out a lot of their people. They were trying to get over everywhere, so ECW, And then they would come home to do a big... A big yeah. show. They're big shows. And ECW would feature a lot of their people. They had, like, the WCW women's division on lockdown. Mm-hmm. The Bull Nakano wrestled in WWF quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but in FMW, they would have barbed wire death matches and hit each other with light tubes and, like, go balls to the wall. I went on a YouTube search, um, just based on what I saw on the video, of the Mad Dog Military... And um, so it was Combat Toyota, who I already knew, because um, Combat Toyota, I think, retired in, like, what, the early 2000s. But she's been around since the mid-80s, maybe early 80s. Yeah, for a very long time. So I knew who she was. They just destroyed, like, everybody, left everybody bloody. And that was Magumi Kuda, where mm-hmm. they came back, and they had— uh, She was the baby face against all them. Yeah, and she was— tiny and they mm-hmm. were like twice her size and it was just you know like very against the odds and uh exploding deathmatch uh yep. together and it just was incredible and um there was a on that tape itself there was a like a, uh, electrified ropes yeah they used to do electrified barbed wire <laughs> smoke, ropes like smoke would come out they had i don't and they had outside matches they had matches yeah. on islands and this and is like, like a clip like it's yeah all kinds of different this, yeah places. it's kind of a clipped vhs yeah. tape that i gotcha and uh i watched this as like a 13 14 maybe you know like at most 15 year old boy and mm-hmm. so like so i probably would have been 12 13 this is probably the reason i'm a feminist now is because because <laughs> that was badass it was they were doing things that like i had never even seen male wrestlers to that point do um because i would watch some of the fmw stuff but it was only the big matches that they would mm-hmm. do that and like these women were hitting each other with barbed wire baseball bats every chance they got this is uh, the promotion, because everybody, I think, anybody who even doesn't know wrestling has a context of, like, the ECW that was, like, a hardcore The thing. alternative brand of wrestling. This is time. what really broke the barrier for ECW to even exist in the first place. Because this was far, far before They it. started doing this stuff in 92, like, 93, and then really started to get crazy in, like, 96 to 98, and... That was like their pinnacle of death matches and their peak wrestlers. And then by that time with ECW coming around, that was a male dominated to say the least. Like to say the li- like, whoa, a lot of weird stuff. I <laughs> Too yeah weird sometimes. I think I told you I went to an ECW show as a yep. teenager. Um, actually, I bought tickets for my brother and uh, our friend on the condition that they like, they take me, and it was yeah. Very egregious, like, sexist. Like, any time a woman came out, there were chance to, like, see things. FMW, yeah. that was not happening. They sat there silently, and then things would explode. 
I went to like your one of your stereotypical just like ECW house shows, but I always forget about it because it, it I didn't have like too much fun. But the other for whatever reason, I went to the this other ECW event. And it was at the old David L. Lawrence, Lawrence Convention Center. Mm-hmm. And I had the time of my life at that one. So I don't know what, like, I don't know what about it. But um, I did know that I went with my dad and his girlfriend at the time. And she threw a lollipop into the ring. And it hit Kamala on the head and got a big pop. And then security guards gave us no pop and then we had to sit there like idiots for the rest of the time oh see i'm surprised kamala didn't pick it up and make a bit out of it mm-hmm. our show was at um the shriners like i don't know like coliseum mm-hmm. in i want to say altoona okay um which was like an hour away from our place and uh they had a barbed wire uh bat match mm-hmm. between the dudley boys I think it was Axel and Balls. Oh, uh, great. And they, like, came up into the crowd. <laughs> Perfect. People, people were, like, touching the barbed wire and stuff. Oh. And, like, afterwards, they were giving away bits of the table to people and stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, I want a bit of table. But where the hell was I ever going to keep a bit of table, you know, yeah. in a bedroom? So I decided against it. But it was a great time. Uh, death matches, still to this day, some of my favorite wrestling to watch because it's just it's real. And with death matches too. Now we have, I mean, we've we have different different opinions on this, and we've discussed it on Fire Pro Wrestling. Um, <laughs> you, you like oh, the crash and burn. You like the crash and burn stuff, and I just like telling a story as slow as possible, and uh, I guess dramatically underpaying my workers. <laughs> yeah, that's our thing. Uh, Todd and I, for anybody who don't know, we play this dumb video game where you just play wrestling uh we just book wrestling we don't even wrestle each other yeah we just book the shows and create uh, we have our own thing that we run together i don't even like signing people because i don't trust them oh i love spending <laughs> well you see and i don't want to brag but i mean I, I put out some banger like monetary shows we make shitloads of cash uh and that's why i do it. i just you know i like to i, like I don't the trust pop-off. them I, I i like i need to like okay so you start out the game you have six people. This is a whole other podcast. Yeah, it is. But quickly. So you have six people, and you start out the Fed with it, and then you build around that. So you sign other individuals who work your shows monthly. And I get to my I get my roster till about, like, 14, and I just stop signing people because I want the 14 I have to make it work. Like, us here, we're the fam. We are the fam. This is what we're going to make this, like, we're maybe C, like, we may be D popularity or C popularity, but we don't need any of these. We don't need to sign people to, to, to come in and for them to main event our show. Like, it's so easy to sign a star and then putting put them on your show and you're just like, oh, well, it's a star show. Yeah, because you just signed that guy. You didn't nurture him. You didn't nurture her. Like, you didn't nurture them. Like, you didn't nurture. No, you see, this signed. Is, this is because you're a prideful individual, and I have no pride, <laughs> and I have no shame. So I get to live in that gray space where there is only profit. Uh, and it, I, it, I'm okay with it. I mean, you really, you want to own it, and you want to yeah. shine your babies and polish across, and, like, yeah, that's okay. 
See, like if you were I don't a mother, need the fam to get too big. Yeah, if you were a mother <laughs> duckling, like walking them across, and like one got squished, your world would be ruined. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but see, I would have already factored that in the odds and be like, look, there's seven of them because I'm gonna lose one or Whoa. two. Whoa. And like you gotta it, you gotta look long term on it. And I know that money that we make in the Fed. I mean, the reason you run your shows is because I, I bankroll them. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so, I wow. mean, you get wow. to do your, your pet project knockout only weird bullshit. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did a knockout only pay-per-view. Yeah, and you hurt, like, three quarters of the roster. Uh, yeah. But, and you know, besides the point, uh, and yeah, I just want to live a life where it's always WrestleMania season. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep booking my shows uh, inside of a cardboard box and just hope people come. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's really what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um. So for the thrift hall, um, again, we had uh, independent wrestler Effie's uh, uh tights, his fishnets. Yes, yeah, fishnets that he that he wore inside the ring, performed inside the ring, and uh, sold. We got those. And then we got the uh, FMW um, torn to shreds uh, VHS, and then we got DJ Lil's uh, Diane's Lamb, Diane's Lamb Josh Miss Mug, and uh, some coffee as well for it. Yeah, to put in my little lammy. Um, I didn't know it was going to be such a wrestling heavy. Well, I Josh couldn't tell missed, you. But I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'm um, very, very It'll happy. ruin it. Now I'm going to sit around. Uh, I don't think that my chubby thighs are going to fit into Effie's tights. Yeah. Um, but I might put them on my head, bunny style, sit around and drink my lamb coffee. Well, I think Effie is closer to your size than he is to my size. Well, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen his. So I think you have a better shot of fitting in those than i do somehow your drumsticks are more flats than drumsticks (laughs) (laughs) all right well uh we're gonna hit commercial break and when we come back item origin uh it's going to be a uh, we're going to take a look at an x-files computer game it turns out it was just a bunch of cinematic strewn together but uh uh after the break josh returns i return thrifty podcast stay tuned Sweet. I doubt the fucker. 
I bet you have erection problems because you are such an old bastard. Seriously, I bet Mrs. Harrison goes through at least one full bottle of blue trying to oil your rusty old shaft in just one session. Holy shit, you are old. No, wait. I bet there's no Mrs. Harrison. I bet you get it on with the young 22-year-old gym teacher, Mr. Stewart. Don't you young gay pervert? I bet because you can't get it up, you are the catcher and he's the picker, am I right? <laughs> Just because you found my phone number, the phone book does not mean you're safe. I may be aching, but I can recognize voices. Let's see, this is Gus Johnson, am I right? I recognize your dumbass voice every day. Know something, you fail. You fail my class, you fucking asshole. Uh, fuck you. I just turned 16 anyways and just bombed out. What difference does it make? <laughs> Welcome back to the second act of the show. Uh, the uh, commercial break traditionally was a little longer than most commercial breaks because we had to take a Max the Dog break, which is our third co-host of the evening again. And because Max the Dog being at Studio B, uh, Josh Last Call Larkin's house, um, Max the Dog has been uh, uh, here by my side um, for a pretty long time now. Yeah, he switched during the commercial break, uh, so it took some arranging because he's nervous and will not walk over a cord. Too many uh, cords. So we had to shuffle things around so he could actually take his delicate paws and put them on your feet. You had company over the other the other night, and I was uh, attempting to explain, like, to get into Max's world, like how you have to treat Max and be around Max. It's a three-step process yeah. to win Max over. And once you do that, you're golden. Uh, yeah. But every time somebody new comes over, I have to educate them on the process or else he's yeah. miserable. <laughs> yeah, he's just absolutely miserable the whole time. And number one, uh, the cheat code to like, to getting Max the dog to like you just calm down. Like, calm down. Calm yourself down. You gotta sit down and yeah. just, like, chill. And yeah. just, like, have a good vibe and relax. Because you can't... He's nervous yeah. all the time. Yeah. Uh, and so if you have any, like, nervous or, like, hyper energy, it just triples. Yeah. So just, like, sit down, you know. Make yourself available. Sure. But, like... I'll be over. Yeah, and that's the thing is make yourself available mm-hmm. and then just welcome him in and yeah. like yeah. And, <laughs> and like then nurture. Slowly yeah, once you pet or he allows you to delicately, you know, mm-hmm. rub just him in listen some fashion, to him. Just listen to what he's telling you. It's a sl- <laughs> I, I wish we were more upfront just as people with that. Like yeah. if you're just like, Hey look, I have anxiety Right up front, just going to let you know, this is the three-step process to win me over, and then you can scratch my belly all you want. Nobody listens anymore. That's all it is. No Every- one listens. Everybody wants to get their shit in, but Max yeah. just needs you to calm down. And then, yeah, you can mm-hmm. see right now he's got his paws under him. He's Yeah, he's fine. He's in the dough position. Yeah. Um. So what we wanted to, to hop into, as we have been uh, the past uh, some weeks here, we're going to take a look at Item origin.
Item Origin. So for new listeners to the show, Item Origin, we buy something secondhand, and then we think about how that item ended up at the thrift store and see if we could find somewhere in between our two stories where that could be actually accurate. Uh, So uh, what we found this week, it's from 1998. It's the X-Files computer game. And this game goes about its business during the third actual season of X-Files. That was one of my major questions, was when in the X-Files chronology this game took place. Yeah, the third season. And there was a uh, a, a ode to Twin Peaks, of course, because everything does that. Because anything of that level will do that. Anytime you give anything a chance to say hello to Twin Peaks, it will. I can't (laughs) even... This is, like, blasphemous, and it's really going to put me out there for a lot of the listener base. But yeah. I've had a little bit of whiskey, and I fucking hate David Lynch. Oh, no. David Lynch is made, like... Even to me. I'm right here. I'm I right just, here. David, I just... I think, like, there's two good things out there that David Lynch has done. Mm-hmm. Twin Peaks being one of them. Yeah. Um, But just, like, really coasted on it for a very long time. And... Uh, is back with it, and he has a new special as well. Well, yeah, because he ran out of money, and he's like, oh, I guess I'll reboot Twin Peaks to live off of that for another 20 years. <laughs> um, so they uh, bring bring in a young Se- Seattle-based FBI agent, Craig Wilmore, and that's who you are. So that was like um, – that's sort of like uh, to Coop in Twin Peaks, like this young guy coming into the town because Craig Wilmore – the object of the game was to try to find uh, Scully and Mulder who were missing, who were missing during the time. So you're the, like you have like spy tools, you have digital cameras, you have night vision goggles, you have all those like like stuff from the late 90s that you would need to solve crimes and murders. And of course you're a man cuz yeah. it's the late 90s it's and you're late... solving crimes and murders. Yeah, with spy goggles. Yeah. That's how you get that's how you get them. You're an X-file. But um it did come out for the PlayStation 1. Um and I was watching playthroughs of it and most of it is just cinematics that you just kind of choose like, choose your own adventure. Those were hot shit games in the late 90s, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played the game SWAT uh, on the regular, and that's what that was. You were uh, a cop, uh, mm-hmm. which is close I ever got to being on the right <laughs> side of the law. Yeah, uh, And you would do, sure. like, full motion video SWAT situations. How did, well, how did you, what was your... I mean, how, like, most things vibe? in life, just, like, gang and bang, like... <laughs> Throw the flashbangs in, like gang everybody up outside the door, throw flashbangs in, and then go in and just start blasting. <laughs> I, you should put that at the top of your resume in quotes. Just Everything's like, gang and bang. And then... On my no limit CV, which is just like me, me surrounded in flames on the bottom and a big egregious gold laden font. Um, so, uh, the Ford Taurus, shout out Ford Taurus, uh, shows up a lot in all the cinematics and that's what I, I took from the playthrough. So I was like, 
pretty sick. That's cool. Really Shout out. Over. There might have been a sponsorship with Ford to put over mm-hmm. the Taurus. So we got this, and it's uh, you were talking about like you had uh, uh, played a lot of computer games growing up. Yeah, I was a big nerd. Um, All the different box sizes and everything like that. Yeah, I would go to like our little independent video game store in the mall that sold computer equipment and stuff. And it was always just like all the boxes for computer games were different sizes. And there would just be one on the shelf. Um, It wouldn't be, you know, like today where there's 30 in a row. There was one on the shelf and you took it up. And like, I don't know if they would get it from the back or like they would just put another one up in its place. Um, but there wasn't a lot of coverage of computer video games. So you would just kind of go in there and like browse PC mag and then like pick something up and hope it didn't suck. Well, the reason why, um, I asked you about that because I have another question for you and there's no correct answer to this question either. If you cared about a computer game would you throw away the box or not would you just keep it in like a cd sleeve instead i was a box keeper you were a box you kept them in the box because i mean it depended on the game because some of them you just bought and they were in a sleeve they were in a like a cd case but because yeah because there was no coverage with computer games back then the box a lot of times tried to sell the game it would and have so, to because that's the first time you would see that. Yeah, it would the store. try to catch your eye, yeah. be bigger than the other boxes, or like have some freebie listed on it, or have, you know, like holographic images on it or something to catch you. Yeah. Um, so you would keep them because it was a cool kind of display thing. And a lot of the games had big ass manuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was no other place to keep them really that made sense other than then in the, their box. And so the boxes then would have to be bigger for some. Yeah, because the manuals were all different sizes because they would be printed to size for the box. And so you couldn't have like one thing to keep all your manuals because an 8 by 10 may be in one game and like the other game has a smaller one. Mm-hmm. The other game has a humongous fucking one. Um it was a, the Wild West. Well, the reason why I asked that, because for my item origin, yeah, I just wanted to see where you're at with that. Because we found the, X, uh, the X-Files 1998 game in its box. So the reason why I asked that is because at the time, if you didn't really care about a game, you just you, you just took the CD and you put it in like a CD case and got rid of the box. So this person, much like yourself, kept the box. The box keeper. So it was once liked. Yeah. See, the old floppies, you just used to have to have the tray, and you just have your floppy disks all in a line. But once we moved up to the CDs, and you got these. And see, it's got a separate box in the box that you could have kept it in. And it has several. And when I say several, I mean at least six disks. Of this game in here, like six different playthrough discs because it couldn't fit on one disc. It was directed by Scorsese. It's 19 <laughs> hours long. It's like six. Could you imagine these days playing playing a game that you would have to put in whatever your machine is and have six of those discs instead of like 
maybe not even one disc these days. I remember Final Fantasy VII blew my mind because I was like, this is on more than one disc? Mm -hmm. This has to be the greatest game ever. Yeah. And now when I get a game on two discs, I'm like, what are these people thinking? Just jerking off. I don't have the time to put in another disc. Yeah, like they're just masturbating. Like, here's more. Yeah, like, oh, here's our soundtrack. I'm not going to listen to your soundtrack, you nerds. Like, I'm sure it's good. I have a premium Spotify. You think I'm going to listen to your soundtrack for your video game I play? <laughs> um, but, so, uh, with my origin, I want to say that this game and all six discs are still in there, or however many, somebody actually played the game, enjoyed the game enough to keep the box, but then it was like one of those things where you just have like a computer room. That computer room part of the house just just collects that stuff, and I think it was just years later, maybe someone new to the house or... Uh, maybe their home got renovated, and so now it's about, like, boomer renovating they, time. They did the basement for the grandkids. They did the basement for the grandkids, and maybe it was in the basement, and they had to get rid of it. And that's why it ended up at the Goodwill. That's how why I think it ended up there. So once upon a time, somebody cared about it enough to keep the box, and then boom. They were out of the picture, so the game was out of the picture and into our hands. Okay. So, what I'm thinking is computers nowadays don't have CD drives. No. Um, they Which just, it, like, we could talk about that for a whole podcast. Yeah, and they just, yeah. I mean, my computer doesn't have a CD drive in it, um, and it's a, like a gaming you know, computer, and it's like, no, I don't... I would be do terrified that. to have a computer without a CD drive in it. I can't tell you why, but uh, it freaks me out. <laughs> I have never needed to put anything into my computer uh, other than, like, a USB kind of thingy, so... Yeah. Uh, but with that, I think that what happened is, like, this is 98. Yeah. So I think this is somebody who enjoyed the X-Files. Uh, I don't want to say just for the sake of Jillian Anderson, mm -hmm. but 50% of this game is finding her. Yeah. Uh, and so maybe they're <laughs> like, Argh! I would, I would, if 10% of the game was finding her, I mean, I would look my hardest. <laughs> in 2020, I would still try my hardest to find her. She's a fantastic person. Uh, David Duchovny. May, it would need to be like 20% of the game. See, I always Nothing liked there. it more in Californication than X-Files. And Ooh. maybe it was just because in X-Files he's like, man, he took my sister when I was a baby. I, like, I feel like that's a chorus of booze just raining in when you said that. No, I mean, I don't think that David Duchovny carried that show as much as we think that he did. Mm -hmm. I think Gillian Anderson, much more the linchpin of that show. And David Duchovny is just... Not really acting. Uh, he's just David Duchovny. Um, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. But fair I so enough. and I mean. But the the X the X Files. Though. I like the X Files. I mean. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean that episode where they go. Uh, I to showed the, you the show notes like you didn't know what yeah, I said. Yeah, you shook paper at me. <laughs> Your Max is like very anxious now. You need to calm him down. 
<laughs> Both of you need to settle. The X-Files. Uh, but no, my favorite yeah. episode of the X-Files is the bird people episode at the uh, farmhouse. Cool. Um, okay. Yeah, but uh, I think this was somebody who had that computer and they played this game. Big X-Files guy. Mm-hmm. Love this game. Yeah, and then finally they had to get a new computer because really like ran the last one to the bones. Had to get the new computer with that clearing out the cache of games that are disc-based. The computer Mm -hmm. no longer takes not even one disc, let alone six of them, so you can jerk off to Jillian Anderson for 19 hours (laughs) while you click on your spy glasses. But I think that's how it got there, is somebody finally upgraded the old 98 machine. Mm -hmm. Got a Windows 7 at best, maybe a 10. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then said, you know what? I'm going to donate all the games because when we find these games out there, there's never just one. X-Files is cream of the crop, but there's also like Barbie's horse rider and like (laughs) the first version of The Sims, you know? Um, Do you remember a Nickelodeon movie maker was a killer one I loved? No, I had CNC Music Factory on the PS1, but I never had the movie maker on the computer. Yeah, um, Nickelodeon Movie Maker, I played it, I'd say, like an hour a day for maybe uh, six months, uh, maybe five, six months, like an hour a day. I never got better at it. I never got better that whole time. No. I thought I would improve. You'd think anyone in the right mind would improve. I did not improve. Games at that age are solely to fuck around. Like, yeah. I've watched my child play games, and I'm like, why don't you want to, like, progress? And then I remember that, like, as a child, I didn't care about the end of a game. I just cared about, like, what I was doing in that very moment. And I used to play this game on the computer called Hollywood. Um, and it was a, uh, like, a scene maker game where you had little characters, and you could put them in different backgrounds and make them do very basic like motions but then you could program what they would say and they would speak in different voices whoa and dude. you could make them do melodic voices and it's very much like you know the ma 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 it sounded like alexa but it was the best that they wouldn't curse they like had a sensor to Thank like god not. no cursing but it was hilarious uh and still to this that day that seems like it would roll yeah i will show you off air uh like some cool. about this game but cool it was like in the 90s and i begged my parents and we went to the same store that sold all these other games and i was like do you have and he's like yes and he showed me the box and their box had a flap that opened up and I was like, oh, you put Velcro and, like, an extra panel? This is a commitment. And it was amazing. Well, maybe for the commercials, when I do the commercials for this episode, maybe we could find some stuff and put it in there. Never put know what's out there. there. I mean, somebody on YouTube <laughs> has is probably still, like, somebody is live streaming this game yeah. in some niche community now. Um, but yeah, that, that about wraps it up for this week. I want to give, whoa, Max coming in for the pet again. I he was just giving credit. He got to the crotch region there. He, he dug. Whoa. Um, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Commonwealth Press, uh, cwpress.com. Right now, if you use promo code thrifty or thrifty podcast at cwpress.com, you get 50 shirts and 12, uh, 12 free ones as well. 
Commonwealth Press. And then also uh, bluffs.bandcamp.com. Steve Bear is a bluffs. Uh, perfect person overall, I would say, <laughs> in life. Generally a perfect person. An amazing performance as well. If you ever get a chance to see Steve live. Yeah, do it. Uh, alternate reality, the theme to our show for many reasons. So it's been uh, Joshmas. Um, you uh, half of this thrift haul was for you. Yeah, the Joshmas um, tree comes down this weekend, so we gotta <laughs> wind it down a little bit. And so um, you got uh, the Effie fishnets, and you got a poodle mug. It's, and a, it's a it's a lamb, not a poodle. Oh, I keep saying poodle. It looks like a poodle. No, you only called it a poodle once just now. Okay, so it it is a lamb with the lamb mug. I think the fishnets in the lamb mug is a look. It does very much look like my mom's dog, which is like a little little poodle named Misty. Uh, I mean, a poodle is basically a smaller lamb. (laughs) Get roached.